Today, we're looking reality dead in the eye, and no one sees the world the way it is like our next storyteller. A while ago, Shannon Kaysen told an iconic Snap Judgment Live story about stealing $50,000 from a bank to feed his gambling addiction. He's since come clean and paid back the money, which is amazing, but some mistakes, they're hard to walk away from. Snap Judgment. After all that happened, you can imagine I had to get out of the banking profession. It's been hard to get a job. It's been hard getting beyond that infamous box on most employment applications next to the question, have you ever been convicted? I mean, I graduated from Michigan State University. I have my MBA too. Well, honestly, I'm a few classes short of my MBA, but I'm paying the student loans, so I could just say I have it, right? It's still a challenge to find corporate gigs after making a mistake like that. Because of this and other circumstances, I had to move back to my hometown. Okay, follow me here. We turned our living room into a bedroom and turned our dining room into a living room because we never used the dining room anyway. Now when people came in the front door, we have to block them from where they were naturally turned to go into the living room and lead them towards the dining room instead. Eventually we put up a curtain as a barrier. I was sitting on the bed in the living room, which is now our bedroom, when someone knocked at the door. I pulled the curtain closed because Cindy was lying on top of the blanket naked. Cindy is beautiful and she's always naked. My landlord was at the door, Alex. I was behind two months and he told me he would be swinging by after work to make me feel bad about it. I walked him into his apartment. My man, Alex, honestly, it's like this. I was headed towards the dining room, but he went straight behind the curtain into the living room. No hesitation. Cindy screamed. Ah! Alex came back from behind the curtain red and stayed red while I told him I was looking for work and needed extra time. He was too embarrassed and red to make me feel bad about it. He just agreed and left. I went back in the living room to sit on the bed. Cindy kicked me in the back with her foot. Why didn't you block him from coming in the living room? Shut up. I think you may have just bought us another moth, though. (laughs) Seven months. No rent. The reason I was falling behind is because I was falling into my creative pursuits more than falling into looking for jobs. In 2013, I performed at over 20 events in theaters all across the country, telling stories to audiences, never less than a thousand in attendance. He's that kind of brother. Please put your hands together for Mr. Shannon Casey. I fell in love with standing behind a microphone and receiving cheers from audiences who could relate to my personal story. Being understood is addictive. However, the horrible bosses at the crappy jobs I worked at never fell in love with me asking for days off to attend these events. It resulted in me being fired numerous times. 
Either go to the Nokia Theater in Los Angeles and share an honest story about gambling addiction that could possibly help someone who listens or do some crappy, mindless crap at a crappy place. My decision was clear. And most times I'll find another crappy job after the events. This time I wasn't finding another crappy job so easily. The red had faded from Alex's face after seven months, and I told him we'd get out of his apartment so he could replenish his play money account with new renters. Cindy said, Where are we going to move to, Shannon? I told her. Well, we're always welcome at the birthplace of a comeback. A place where no one will judge us for our failures. You have to realize that when circumstances happen, those circumstances are only raw materials for a better story to tell, a fuller legacy to leave. You don't hear the stories of men and women who have done everything right in their life to wind up in a good career with a house in the suburbs and a three-flat rental in Chicago and two and a half kids and a spouse. Our story has challenges, failure, abuse, addiction, setbacks. In the beginning, middle, the only way it can end is victory. Think about it. I waited for her to think about it. Cindy said, You still didn't say where we were moving. I said, Detroit? Oh, hell no. We didn't immediately have a $1 home to move into in a blighted area of Detroit, so we stayed with my sister until we could save some money for a place. My sister's house is my grandmother's house. My grandmother left my sister the house. My sister decorated as if she was decorating the house for my grandmother's return. My grandmother is dead. My sister is becoming my grandmother. Floral prints, fake plants, the color peach, and bumper stickers with Bible scriptures on every wall in the house. When we came in the door, I saw a bumper sticker at the entrance from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I walked in the living room and hugged my sister and saw a sticker. Psalms 46.1 God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. I dropped our bags in the extra bedroom and over the bed. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. Later in that full-size bed in the extra bedroom at my sister and grandma's house, Cindy said, I can't stay at your sister's house, Shannon. I said, we won't be here long. They're selling houses for a dollar out here, trust me. How long? I'd say a few weeks, no longer than a month. I cannot do a month. Only a few weeks then. I just got to find work real quick. Get me in an interview, I kill it. You know me. Just get me face to face, I kill face to face. Oh shoot, look at this. I just got an email from Microsoft. They want one of my stories for an advertisement. That kind of stuff pays good, trust me. Your sister asked me if I washed my hands while I was cooking. I can't stay here, Shannon. 
Just a few weeks, seriously. Microsoft, big money. A few weeks at most. The Microsoft commercial never happened. But about two months later, I got a job in the suburbs. The new job was in the suburb of Livonia, outside of Detroit. After my first month, I got my business cards. They said Shannon Kaysen, account executive. I love Midwest hip-hop production. That started with some Kanye and ended with some Dilla, Detroit hip-hop. But every conversation about Detroit always gets around to the same question. Is it really that bad? The question doesn't bother me (laughs) as much anymore, but it used to. But I always say, like when people ask me about Detroit, I'm like, nah, not at all. It's not that bad. Go, visit. Stop living in fear. Detroit is cool. Think about it. How many public radio listeners do you hear about involved in crime in any city? Detroit, Chicago, Oakland, Baltimore. Go, hang out, drink craft beer, good coffee. See for yourself, it's not that bad. Trust me. Let us welcome, please, the without question and not an arguable point, best dressed of all of Chicago's storytelling community. And uh, when I asked him for three words that described him, he said, simple, regular, grown-up. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Shannon Kaysen, give him a hand. Thank you. I've traveled from Midway to LaGuardia to see my daughter, Madison, who's three years old and lives in Jersey City, New Jersey. The M60 lets me out in Harlem. The people aren't tours here. It's loud, it's fast, and overwhelming. It's languages, teenagers, and strollers. Guys yelling something in Spanish. He stuffs a flyer in my hand. It says, we buy gold. I don't look like a tourist, I have no suitcase, my only camera is on my phone, I don't have a hotel room. The subway to Times Square is quiet, I look at the covers of people's books. James Patterson, Lee Child, Nicholas Sparks. I like to write. I imagine how my name would look in four letters on a paperback. Times Square is a nuisance, but it's a good starting landmark. My daughter left when she was three months old. The mediator helped set dates for visitation. This weekend, I'll visit her between 9 a.m. and noon, Saturday and Sunday. Today is Friday, early evening. Nightlife in the city is like a jukebox. It's bright and it can play any way I like. There's a club on the Lower East Side that plays good hip-hop, stays open at 4 a.m. I still don't have a hotel room. I buy a bottle of vodka 
and get a cup from Subway so I can drink while I walk. The club also has very expensive drinks, so I plan to be drunk beforehand. People are, are pressed up against each other like a, like a music video, all dancing to a Biggie song. I'm drunk, so mission accomplished. I, I lost my chewing gum in some girl's cleavage as I was yelling in her ear above the music. The people are beautiful. This one girl is in really great shape. I walk Jennifer the Houston Ave, and I can't tell if I'm holding her or she's holding me. I try to hail her a cab, but it's New York, it's 4 a.m., I'm a black man, so I let her get one on her own. I kiss her like I care about her, and I, I just now notice her strong arm muscles. She says she's a gym rat and that I should call before I come next time. I, I fiddle in my pockets and give her $20 for the cab ride home. Guys sweeping trash in the dark. A teenager smacks a street sign. Two guys are talking outside of the 24-hour McDonald's. The security guard in the McDonald's tells me that I can't rest my head on the table. The coffee tastes so good, walking in the morning gray to the New Jersey PATH train. Can't wait to see my little girl. Last time I visited, me and my daughter had a great time. We rolled around on the carpet and acted like different animals. I can't remember if my daughter's great-grandmother's buzzer is E13 or E15. I get buzzed in and I talk to Miss Gilliard until my daughter shows up at 9.20. She's acting shy, as if she doesn't know me. I'm, I'm smiling and dying, standing around all these toys I bought at the 24-hour Dwayne Reed. I'm coloring a, a picture of Boots the Monkey, yellow. And my daughter comes over and reminds me that everything is hers, including me. <laughs> We're playing in the carpet, and I'm, I'm acting like animals, and I start to cry. I try to hold it, but all my suitcases unpacked right there on the carpet acting like an alligator. Everyone is looking at me. My daughter says the most beautiful word. She says, uh, Daddy. Daddy. Why are you crying, Daddy? That afternoon, I'm walking around Soho, wondering what I'll do till Sunday morning. Thank you. I'm sorry. That segment was produced by Shannon Kaysen and Robert Anderson 
from WBEZ with additional production by Justin Bull, Joe Soul, Sean Alley, Ray Teresi, and Corinne Hayford. Today, we're taking a hard look inside ourselves through the lens of stories. And our next piece, it comes to a snap from a master of narrative fiction. Jonathan Mitchell, host of the Truth Podcast, he drops audiences into his own slightly twisted universe. Snappers, strap in. Hello, I am visible. Go on, say hello. Are you serious? Of course. Hello? Please give me just a moment to access your profile. You must be Thomas. Or do you prefer Tom? Yeah, Tom works. You've got it. I'm happy we get to work together, Tom. I'm equipped with a wide variety of navigational features for the visually impaired. Would you like a demo? Not really. Tom? Uh, no, thank you. No demo. Tom? I don't need another phone. This isn't a phone. I just want to be alone, Dee Dee. Oh, too bad. You're under my care and you'll do what I say. Don't talk to me like I'm a child. Don't act like one. Come on, just try it for five minutes. Just take a walk down the hall and come back. By myself. You won't be by yourself, that's the point. All right, if you do this, if you just take a walk and come back, I will let you sulk for the rest of the day, okay? Just five minutes. I'll be right here. Okay? All right. I have hundreds of unique applications for the visually impaired. With echolocation, I can suggest the contours of your surroundings. Would you like a demonstration? Sure. This tone is the elevator. Huh. It will become louder as you approach the elevator. Give it a try. Naturally, you can customize these sounds to fit whatever specifications you like. We're coming up on the end of the hall. There's a wheelchair six feet ahead and just to your left. Oh, stop for a second. Are you feeling all right? I'm just uh, a little disoriented. Understandable. In some ways, this is like adjusting to an entirely new sense. Mm -hmm. In time, you'll consider me a new pair of eyes. Would you like to turn back? No, I'm... I'm fine. Let's keep going. With some practice, you may find even simple visual descriptions won't be necessary, though they are, of course, available anytime you like. We've arrived at the elevator. That's enough for now. You did great, Tom. Let's turn back to your room. Now let's keep going. We've arrived at the ground floor. The cafeteria is immediately ahead. Would you like to eat lunch? I'm able to identify common objects and can help to pick out a nutritious meal. Uh, no, thank you. Okay, maybe later then. Would you like to head back upstairs? No, not just yet. Um, which way is the front entrance? 
Sounds like a nice day. The sky has scattered clouds, the temperature is 74 degrees, and there is a light breeze from the northwest. I love April, it's my favorite. Just all the smells in the air, <laughs> sweet. Colors, I would love to see these colors. With my palette application, I can distinguish between colors as similar as lilac and mauve. I'd be happy to describe the surroundings to you if you like. Yeah, okay. We're facing a lawn with a tall juniper tree in the center. A shaft of sunlight is spread across the tree, causing its bark to appear a shade lighter than burnt umber. Song sparrows are bathing in a puddle directly to your left. That is very evocative. Thank you. Hey, do you think you could describe a painting? Of course. <laughs> there go the sparrows. I'm receiving a message from Dee Dee, Tom. Would you like to hear it or save it for later? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Would you like to hear it or save it for later? Save it for later? All right. You're scheduled for ocular therapy in 15 minutes. Would you like to head back upstairs? Oh, well, can you take me to the Calb Art Gallery on 24th Street? I sure can, Tom. Calculating route. We have arrived at the crosswalk. The signal says walk. You can cross now. You have 17 seconds. Okay, it's just it's a little overwhelming. Are you all right, Tom? I think I'm fine. The light will change to don't walk in five seconds. Yep. Four. Yep. Three. Two. Wait, wait, one. wait, wait. wait. You are now crossing against traffic. Oh, just... The curb is seven feet ahead of you. Hmm. Oh, Take it one step at a time. You're now on the other side of the street. Okay. Well done. Oh my god, that was terrifying. You've accomplished a lot for the day. You should be very proud. Let's turn back. No. Ocular therapy begins in five minutes. No. No, we're gonna go to the gallery. I'm receiving another incoming message from Dee Dee. Would you like to hear it or save it for later? Save it for later. Yeah, how about this one? The picture you're facing features two women standing side by side. Both are physically elongated in a mannerist style and both are peering out at the viewer. The palette is dominated by a combination of vermilion and cadmium yellow with thick applications of paint. Mm-hmm, that's very precise. Anything else you wanna tell me? That is a complete description of the painting. Okay, what if I move closer? What, what, what do you see now? My original description is complete. I kind of misses something, don't you think? I'm sorry, I don't understand. I can read you the accompanying description if you prefer. Two Sisters depicts the ambiguous relationship of figures in a space... Okay. Are there any other paintings on this wall? To your left is an abstract arrangement in mosaic pattern composed of intersecting vertices of colored squares alternating in hue from smoky topaz at the periphery to Persian orange in the center. Okay, but what feelings does it evoke? 
I'm afraid I can't say. Not much of a description. I'm sorry, I don't understand. My description is accurate. No, it's not. You have to make me see it. Are you talking to me, sir? Um, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Okay, um, well, can I, can I help you with anything, or? You know what, actually, um, maybe you can. Can you describe this painting? Oh, um, well, it's an abstract mixed media in the style of Bauhaus, uh, which captures the, the spirit of late clay. I know that, um, but what is your experience of it? How does it make you feel? Oh, um, sure. Well, as I said, it's an abstract, and um, it's warm and small and personal. It, um, I think it does a nice job of evoking a sense of memory. Yeah, there's something bittersweet about it. Yeah. When I look at it, it makes me me think of that, um, that time when you're just drifting off to sleep, you know? When, um, when an idea becomes really vivid in your mind and then it, it vanishes and you can't remember what it was, you know, there's that, that afterglow to it. That's, yeah, that's what this painting feels like. It's very beautiful. Thank you. Well, would you like to see a price list or we have that available if you'd like? Uh, I wish I could, but uh, no, thank you. Um, Cause that was a very beautiful description. It's pretty much exactly what I was going for when I painted it. When you, when you painted it? Yeah, this is uh, one of mine. You're Thomas Lovell. Yeah, uh, Tom. Please. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just started working here. Obviously, I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you. No worries. Relax. <sighs> not, not a test. It's uh, a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you. I, uh, I read that you've retired from painting. Yep, my eyes aren't uh, what they used to be. I'm receiving another incoming message from Dee Dee. Would you like to hear it or save it for later? Oh, neither. Um, uh, tell her I'm on my way back. I, I beg your pardon? No, I'm sorry. I was uh, talking to my thing. Message sent. Would you like to meet some of the folks in the back? They would be delighted to meet you. I would love to, um, but I'm late for an appointment, um, so I gotta get going. Oh, okay, sure, sure. The gallery exit is to do your you, left. Do you need any help finding the door, or? No, thank you. Okay. I got it. The door is now 11 feet in front of you. It's nice meeting you. Oh, you too. Take care. I will be back. Oh, good. The door is now two feet in front of you. There might be a test. <laughs> Story Visible was written by Lewis Kornfeld with Diane McCory, starring Russell G. Jones as Tom, Rachel Hamilton as Visible, Ann Carr as the woman in the gallery, and Carrie Caston as Dee Dee. 
Snappers, if you have not subscribed to the Truth Podcast yet, there is still time. The piece was produced by Jonathan Mitchell. It's available on podcatchers everywhere.